The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Let's start today's program with a Smart Moves question. Listeners, what's your brand and how well is it serving you? Your brand is your people's gut feeling about you and your company. Your brand isn't what you say it is. It's what they say it is. So what is your message about your brand? And how well are you getting it across to to those who can buy from you or use your services? To help you do that, to help you make your brand strong, my guest today is Chris Westfall, the author of the book, The New Elevator Pitch. In today's highly competitive world, you got to have a message that cuts through the noise. If you want to get an investor, get a raise, get a customer, or even get a date, find out the secrets of persuasion and influence from the national elevator pitch champion, Chris. Make your message matter, because in business as well as life, whoever tells the best story wins. Chris Westfall has appeared on CNN, ABC News, NBC TV, and in the New York Post. He serves as a coach and consultant and has worked with Cisco, Remax, Unilever, HP, and dozens of other Fortune 1000 companies. Welcome, Chris. It's a delight to have you on the program. Well, thank you, Marcia. I'm honored to be here. Thank you very much. So let's get started. What, why, or when, when do you need an elevator pitch? Well, as you mentioned in the introduction, when you need to persuade someone, whether that's to get a customer, to close a deal, to influence the people that matter most to you, your boss, your loved ones, that's when you need an elevator pitch. And I'll tell you why. Because attention spans are much shorter today than, than they have been in the past. You know, I've, I've heard statistics that the average attention span of an adult right now is eight seconds. So if you've only got about eight seconds to get someone's attention, you've got to have a message that, that can cut through all the noise. You know, Marsha, you know the, the likes, the tweets, the pokes, the, 
the millions of messages that bombard people all the time. And whether you're talking with someone on an elevator or you're speaking to your boss or someone who you've known for many years, they want to know your story. And it's easy to think that your experience is your story, but there's more to it than that. It's about your brand. It's about creating a personal connection and understanding really what what the new elevator pitch is all about. Well, you know, um, I was amazed when you said that you have to grab your captivator, grab your audience. You have eight seconds to do that. And so obviously you need to have a really good pitch to help to help you do that. So, you know, tell me more. What exactly can an elevator pitch do uh, for you? You know, a lot of people think when they're delivering their elevator pitch that they have to somehow have some sort of written dialogue or they have to have, they have to become someone that they're not and, and they, that it can be very, very difficult and challenging to deliver, deliver a powerful elevator pitch. But the truth of the matter is that the new elevator pitch, Marcia, it, it's not a pitch at all. In fact, if it, if it feels like you're pitching somebody, you're making a mistake. Mm. The, new ele- the new elevator pitch it's a conversation. It's, it's a conversation that's designed to persuade, that's designed to influence, and, and it's really a conversation in, in a lot of ways about leadership. Because if, if you think about it, every leader wants to have influence and, and be able to persuade those that they'd like to persuade, whether that's persuading others about a corporate initiative or just to try out the new sushi place next Thursday for lunch. We all want to influence and persuade. And so when you need to understand what your message is, which I think is the first step before you deliver that message, whether it's on LinkedIn or Twitter or in person, you have to get down to the, to the core of, of who you are. And, and getting down to the core of what your message is about, interestingly enough, the new elevator pitch really isn't, isn't a pitch about you or your business initiatives. Not if, not if you want it to be engaging and if you want it to start the conversation in the best possible way. If you want to create communication that matters to your audience, your listener, to the people that matter most to you, you have to make the second person first. Mm-hmm. In other words, you have to focus on your listener in new and more meaningful ways. So many times when people deliver their elevator pitch, they start by talking about themselves or they start by talking about their products or their ideas or their services or the new, <laughs> the new company that you can invest in. And the truth of the matter is that if you want your message to matter, you have to turn the mirror around and focus on your listener in some new and more powerful ways. Yeah, you know, it's turning, as you said, turning the attention from me, who I am, what I'm selling, uh, why I can be the best consultant or whatever, uh, to really focusing on them and, and finding out what matters to them. Is that what you're saying? And then you connect with what matters to them? Yes, exactly. But... Sometimes when people hear me say that, they think, oh, well, so when someone says, tell me a little bit about yourself or tell me what you do, mm-hmm. you turn that around and you say, well, I will, but what do you do? Or tell me about you. Tell me how I can make a connection with you before I start talking about myself. Um, and that's, that's sort of like saying, I'll give you my elevator pitch, but you do it for me. Kind of thing. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that doesn't work, and that's not really conveying your brand message or your brand value, but your value has to be phrased in terms of what you can do with, through, and for others. 
Because if you launch into a litany of accomplishments or what your product can do or what you've done for other customers or how great your, your past accomplishments are, people, people hear that and you know what response you get? It, it's so what? I hate to say that, but it's true. You know, people stand up and they say, well, I've got 23 years of experience doing blah, blah, blah. And people go, so what? Because what they want to know is, what does that mean to me right now? Yeah. And that, that's, that's the real focus. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I think what you're saying is that um, we're moving away from an elevator pitch that's a sales pitch, right? That it's not, it's not a sales pitch. Am I correct on that? Absolutely, because let's face it, who wants to be sold? In fact, if, if I see you coming and I feel like you're pitching me, that, that's something that, that – how many people are interested in that? I mean, that's, that's yesterday's news. I mean, maybe that worked at some point in the past. I'm not sure when that time was. But for a modern conversation, it has to be just that. It has to be a conversation. It has to engage your listener. You know, if you think about it from an online perspective, it's great what you post on, on Facebook and LinkedIn, but it's the comments and shares that really matter. In other words, the, the way the best elevator pitch is judged, it's not by the words you choose or how much you talk about yourself or what you accomplished in 1997. No, it's it, the way your best elevator pitch is judged is by what people do when you're done. What's the action that you wish to create? Do you wish to inspire, inform, entertain, engage others? And, and in order to do that, you have to start your conversation with the most important person in the room. And the most important person in, in the room is your listener. So if the listener is the most important person in the room, how do you find out about the listener? How do you how do you tie in? How do you find out and tie into what their needs are? You have to do your homework. You have mm-hmm. to have a certain frame of reference. Now, if you are on a on elevator and you know Don Draper steps in with you and says, "So, tell me a little bit about yourself." Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's an interesting sort of uh, conversation to have, and you need to be prepared for that conversation. But the elevator pitch that really matters is with the person that's most important to you. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe mm-hmm. it's your board of directors. You know, maybe, maybe it's your attorney. And if it is, I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's finding a way to communicate within a context. And that context is king. And if you don't have a frame of reference for your audience, uh, that can be a real challenge. But if you do, you, you have some idea about what is on that person's mind, their frame of reference. And the best elevator pitch starts with what your listener is thinking, what your listener is thinking. And you may say, well, Chris, so what does that mean? Do you have to be able to read minds? Do you have to have ESP or something like that? Well, no, but you do have to have a frame of reference and a context because you have to understand that there's some sort of common ground if you Mm -hmm. want to create uncommon results, that common ground. And that that really is, is the key. So I've developed, and in fact, I, I don't know how we're doing on time here, but I've developed four framers, uh, I call them framers, that can help to huh? frame the conversation and, and can help to start the, the conversation, whether you're meeting someone that you've never met before in an elevator or you're talking with your supervisor about that raise that's going to make a real difference for your, you know, for your salary this year. I've, I've got some openers that I can share that can help people to create that, that connection to help help start off that elevator pitch with, with a captivating opening that, that, by the way, doesn't feel pitchy or salesy or overly aggressive. It's the start of a conversation. 
So, yes, we do have time. So what are some of those openers uh, that our listeners can start using right now? Well, you know how I said you have to make the second person first. Hmm? So you've got to think about your listener because I (laughs) – and this, this kind of reminds me of a story that I, when I was meeting a client for the first time, and I do coaching with, with clients on four continents right now, but I was meeting with someone in my hometown, and I met her for the first time, and she said, Chris, I have heard so much about you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I thought, wow, what a great softball. I mean, what an easy question for me. So I, I looked at her, and I said, well, I'm the national elevator pitch champion. And she looked at me, and she said, wow, that's great. What's an elevator pitch? <laughs> so... So I started off by blurting, and, and maybe, you know, maybe you know this feeling, and it was, it was embarrassing, it was a humbling lesson for me, but if you don't set the context, if you don't frame the conversation, no matter what you've accomplished, people don't understand its meaning unless you can make it meaningful to them. So the four framers, the first one I'll share with you places the second person first, and the first, uh, so the, the way that, that you frame the conversation, in other words, start the conversation is with these four words, have you ever noticed mm. have you ever noticed and and by the way research shows us that when you begin the conversation with a question you have a 71 to 82 percent better chance of being heard listened to and understood and it depends on where you fall in that spectrum depending on which research you look at but by opening the conversation with a question that focuses on your listener you create engagement right from the very beginning so have you ever noticed can help to frame the conversation. And then you want to follow that by something that your listener has noticed. <laughs> if you're talking to someone in the, in the financial arena, uh-huh. you want to call something to their attention. For example, have you ever noticed how Warren Buffett wrote that letter to the New York Times talking about how he pays a lower effective tax rate than all of his employees? You know that letter, right? Well, right, that's what right. I do. That's what I do. I'm an accountant. I help people to make sure that they maximize their returns when it comes time to settle up with Uncle Sam. And I work with high net worth individuals, maybe individuals like you. And I'm not sure if my services might be a fit, but if you're interested to learn more and you'd like to maximize what you keep when it's time to settle up with Uncle Sam, maybe we should connect on LinkedIn and get together and have coffee sometime. Wow. (laughs) That's powerful. So you start it with... A, have you ever noticed? And you take something timely and that's relevant to the person. So for finance, it could be, you, have you noticed? And you talked about Warren Buffett's uh, um, letter to the New York Times. Or if it was a doctor, it could be what's happening in healthcare or whatever. And then you follow up with, if I understand, with what, you know, what you can, how you can connect what you do to them. Am I correct on that? You're right, and the one thing that I would add to, to what you just said, you, you've got it exactly right, Marcia. The one mm-hmm. thing that I would add is that what you need to say about what it is that they've noticed, when it relates to you, it needs to be in some way innovative, counterintuitive, surprising. In other words, if what, what's going to come out of your mouth is a series of cliches and expectations of things that you might think about, accountants, for example, or medical professionals, or whatever your field might be, if you're going to talk in cliches and commonplace descriptions, why would someone be interested in that? There has to be something that's special, that's innovative, and that's meaningful. And one of the things that I really like about what you said, Marcia, is that it's got to be right now. It's got to be right now. What is it that you're doing right now? Does it matter that I've been an accountant for 23 years? Maybe it does, but not right now. What matters right now is what I can do for my listener. In other words, 
what I can do for you. Well, right. That's that's exactly right. And this is a great time to because right now it's time for a break. Uh, this is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. Uh, you're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, Chris Westfall will continue talking about the uh, new elevator pitch and move on to what are some other frames and other ideas and other techniques to make it sound great. So stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidl, your Smart Moves Coach, and I'm with Chris Westfall, who is my guest, and he's talking about his new book, The New Elevator Pitch. And um, at the end of the uh, first segment, um, he was he started with the four ways to start that conversation, and he, he got into the first. Um, and now let's move on to the second, the third, and the fourth. So what is the second way to start that, that conversation? Well, the second way to start off the conversation, the second way to start off the new elevator pitch, and you've got to remember to make the second person first. And so this is an entree, if you will, to a conversation. And it starts off, the second one is you know how. You know how. So someone comes, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know how, and there's some sort of context about your industry, about your product, about your service, about what's unique about yourself. And that's a, a way to start off the conversation, a way that's, that's different than the old-school elevator pitch where you start off with your name, rank, and serial number. Hi, my name's Tim Smith. You, you know what I'm talking about. I'm yes. I'm a yes. CPA. Uh, you know, and, and you quickly move yourself into the commonplace 
And, you know, it just doesn't differentiate you at all. You don't have to start your elevator pitch with your name, rank, and serial number because it's not going to change in the course of two minutes. Start off with your listener and what your listener is thinking. So you know how is the second one. The third way to start off your elevator pitch, the third framer, is I'll never forget the time when. Mm. And I'll never forget the t- – yeah, this is an unusual one because it doesn't start with, you know, the you language. It doesn't start with making the second person first. But if you've got a defining moment in your life, that can be a really powerful opening. Can, can I give you an example? Of, yes, of an please picture? do. Yes. Okay. So this is from the healthcare uh, field. I'll never forget the time when my younger sister was diagnosed with cancer. And I was only in junior high at the time, and it was a very difficult time for my family. She had to go through chemotherapy, and it was extremely difficult, but she came through it. She's been in remission for many, many years now. But going through that experience is why I do what I do today. My name is Cindy Roberts, and I'm an RN here at the local hospital. In fact, I'm in charge of the oncology department. And if you or your family is facing this horrible disease, I want you to know that I have a personal connection to seeing you succeed. Wow. You know, if I was a family member and someone, you know, a brother, a sister, a husband, wife, whatever, was dealing with cancer, she's the kind of nurse I want. And that's the kind of doctor I would want as well. But, boy, that is powerful. That is really powerful. So you did – yes, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and you don't have to wonder, does she care? Is she she concerned? Is she focused? What's her focus? Her focus is on me. You know, and and the difference – what's the difference between that, between sharing a story and saying, hi, my name is Cindy Roberts. I'm an RN at the local hospital. And and by simply taking the time to think about your story – you can create a really powerful connection because the stories we tell teach people how to treat us, how to buy from us, how to invest in our ideas, even how to date us. You know, it, it applies to every aspect of your life where you want to have influence and persuasion. And that kind of goes back to what you're asking at the beginning is when do, when do people need an elevator pitch? And the answer is anytime you want to influence and persuade, take the time to make your message matter by, by telling a story that creates that connection. That's what people want. They want to connect. They don't want to be pitched. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, you know, you've done three. What is the fourth way of communicating? Right. Thanks for keeping me on track there. The fourth one is, doesn't it seem like, which is to say, doesn't it seem to you like, but that you is implied. That's how we, that's how we talk in English, but doesn't it seem like, and, and, you follow that again with some sort of observation that provides a context for what you're about to say next and then offers a surprising twist or, or some sort of unexpected viewpoint that's unique to you or the products and services that your firm represents. Can you give me an example of that? Well, sure. You know, people ask me all the time to give my elevator pitch. They ask me that all the time, as you can imagine, being the National Elevator Pitch Champion. So I I get asked that quite a bit, and typically the answer that I give is you can see it on my YouTube channel. And by the way, at the end of the call, you know, stick around. I'll provide everybody with information on my YouTube channel, my website, how you can uh, find out about the new elevator pitch, you know, get a copy of my book, uh, where all these, where the ideas of the four framers are written down. But when people say to me, Chris, give me your elevator, tell me a little bit about yourself. 
what I say to them is this. You know how when you meet somebody for the first time and they say, tell me a little bit about yourself? Well, that's an elevator pitch or an elevator speech. And last year I was recognized as the national elevator pitch champion. So for my coaching clients and the companies I work with, I help people to create messages that matter, and I do that in two minutes or less via an effective elevator pitch. So that's my story. What's yours? Wow. Yes. See see how it kind of incorporates and it flows like that? Yes. Yes. So now that we've done the the four, what you call them, framers, okay, Let's move on to because this is you have so much to to so so much good information. Um, I'd like to um, uh, Seth Godin says the elevator pitch needs a makeover. Is that true? And why don't you tell people who Seth Godin is, just in case they don't know? Well, if you don't know who Seth Godin is. Uh, you can Google him, G-O-D-I-N, and you can find his blog, Seth's blog, I believe is the URL of it, sethsblog.com, I think. But he is probably the foremost expert on marketing and branding. He's written a series of terrific best-selling books, including Permission Marketing and so many others uh, that are just kind of define the way that we communicate and connect today when it comes to marketing and branding. And Seth Godin recently wrote a blog post where he says that the elevator pitch is in need of a makeover. And I've, I've looked at that post in, in detail, and I have to say, I agree. And if you, as a listener, are, are listening to this and thinking that the elevator pitch that you learned about in you know 10 years ago or 15 years ago, if you think that that is still the right approach, and if you're starting your message with your name, rank, and serial number and a history lesson on your accomplishments, you're making a mistake. In fact, people would be better off being referred to a copy of your resume or to being able to read your website than hearing you recite a litany of outdated features and benefits. You know, today, people aren't interested so much in in what's in it for me as they are in the why. People want to know why. They want to know why you, why this, why now. And if your elevator pitch can't convey those answers in a way that is succinct, compelling, and, quite frankly, unexpected or innovative, your message doesn't matter. People are better off reading your website. And because we have so many different ways to communicate, you've got to get down to the core of, of your message and be able to communicate that, that message with, with clarity. And what Seth says in his blog, in, in part, is that, is that nobody wants to be sold anymore, and it's really true. Uh, so I, I agree with, with Seth Godin. I also agree with uh, a gent by the name of Daniel Pink, who's written a terrific, terrific mm-hmm. book called To Sell is Human. And he's a former uh, political speechwriter for Al Gore. I mean, he's, he's done a lot of things, but this book that he's got out called To Sell is Human is a book that I think is really changing the conversation for people who have a, uh, perhaps a more traditional and quite frankly, perhaps more outdated view of what the, the persuasive conversation looks like and feels like. What, what it means to, to sell and to convey your message and to pitch has, has been turned upside down. And that's why you have to turn the mirror around and make the second person first if you want to make your message matter. And, you know, uh, I think one important thing that our listeners need to realize is that we are all in sales, and it doesn't matter if if we 
have the um, if uh, if we have the title of salesperson, but we always are selling and and influencing and persuading others. And so, um, one of the things that you know you talked about in your book, um, seven steps. Uh, to, and you use the, the term clarity. And you just talked about one of the steps, which was relevance. And um, people want to know why before they buy. Sure. I think I love that. I mean, it's short. It's simple. It's catchy. Um, uh, how, do you, how do you determine uh, the why for them? Can you give some uh, some techniques or tips to help our listeners to determine how do they find out the why? Sure, sure. I learned a very important lesson uh, about the question why from my kids. I've got uh, two daughters. I have my oldest is uh, 16 and my youngest is 10. And when I say anything to either one of them, the first words out of their mouth is why. And, and of course, <laughs> you know, as a, as a parent, uh, you know, every parent who's listening knows the classic answer to the question, why, is because. And so when you want to get down to your why, which is really at the core of why you do what you do, why it is that you run the business that you run or that you are in the market that you're in or why you've decided to create your resume the way that you've created it for that matter, when you get down to your why, the best way to get to why is, is maybe in a counterintuitive way, is to think about your because. Because of what you've done, what can you do for your listener? What can you do that you care about in ways that your competition doesn't or can't that can make a real difference for your audience? And this is part of the turning the mirror around that presents a focus that, that changes your conversation. And, and see, in my experience, Martian, in my career, I saw for myself and for others that when you change the conversation, you can change your results. Not by, not be, by you know, creating some fiction or making something up, but when you change the way that you approach the conversation, the conversation becomes more powerful and that connection becomes more powerful. If you think back to the healthcare example that I gave about one of the four framers, it's obvious what matters to that RN in the example because of her personal experience. So what's the personal experience that you have that's led you to, to where you are right now in your career? That's your why. But don't just, don't just stop with why. You know, Simon, Simon Sinek wrote a great book called Start With Why, and I love that book. It's a, it's a terrific book, and I highly recommend his TED Talk, too, if you haven't seen it. Uh, and his name is spelled S-I-N-E-K if you want to Google him. Mm-hmm. But Simon Sinek says, start with why. I say, be sure you don't stop with why. Make sure that you talk about because and because of what you've done in the past and because of the unique things that your company offers. What does that mean to your listener? And as you said, in terms of relevance, what does it mean to your listener right now? Now. So right now, we're going to take another break. Um, a short break, and this is Marcia Zidal, their Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. When we return, Chris will continue with more on the new elevator speech uh, pitch, and we'll be talking more about giving some prime examples about where you can use this. So stay tuned. We'll be back. <laughs> 
your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Well, this is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach, and I'm with Chris Westfall uh, uh, talking about his new book, The New Elevator Pitch. And we started, um, he had so many great examples, and I'd like to kind of really give you a, a very good word to, for you to remember as you're developing your elevator, your new pitch, your new elevator pitch. And the word is clarity. So, Chris, can you tell me a little bit about how you came, why the word clarity? Whenever you communicate with someone, whoever it is that you're speaking to, you want to communicate with clarity. And it's something that I've discovered in, in my career is that the executive leaders who I've admired and when I've been effective as an executive leader myself is when I've been able to communicate with clarity. And clarity is something that we want whether we've got a message that's electronic or in person. So I used clarity, I used that word as the format for the first part of my book, for, for using, the, using it as a construct, if you will, to help mm-hmm. people understand how to build the new elevator pitch. So clarity is a, is a seven-letter word. So the new elevator pitch is based on a seven-step process. And if you think about it, if you have seven steps and you put together a sentence or two or maybe three for each of the steps, you're talking about 14 to 21 sentences. Well, depending on how long your sentences are and how fast you talk, that's about a two-minute speech. 
So clarity is not just what everyone wants when they speak. It's a roadmap to your most powerful and most influential conversation. So let's go down what each letter means. So the first is C, and what does C stand for? C stands for captivate. Captivate. And in, and in the first chapter, they're talking about how to captivate your listener. I talk about some of those those hooks. Those those you know we spoke earlier about how the average attention span is eight seconds. And so how can you create a lean in factor in the in the first eight seconds? How can you create uh, a message that makes your listener say, "Tell me more." Mm-hmm. And I, I show via a series of examples in the book how to do that. And the, and the initial eight se- seconds are really the most, the most important part of, in, in order to, to create the engagement. So that's, that's C for captivate. Then, well, uh, yeah, actually, oh, I would like to add one thing to that because I read through the book. And one of the things that, that, that I remember is that when, you're, when you have those eight seconds and you're trying to – uh, communicate with with your listener or with your audience, and to be aware of the presentation style because sure. I think there's a difference between analyticals and uh, marketers. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Well, you know how when you approach a, a group, maybe at a at a party or at an after work event, and they're laughing and they're you know they're very demonstrative and very expressive and stuff like that. Well, that in- energy is is very different than perhaps the energy of some of the people who might be listening on the call. And if you want to connect with your audience and your listener, again, you, you have to start with what your listener is thinking. You have to get engaged in, in where they are. And so for some listening, that might mean a change in, mm-hmm. in the energy and the style. And I show some examples of how you can um, be prepared for that level of energy. Similarly, if you are a highly expressive, sort of passionate person and you're talking to a group of analyticals, you want to make sure that you, your message is appropriate for your audience. And, and in the book, there are a, a series of what I call two-minute drills, and there are exercises that can be completed in two minutes or less so that you can make progress. And this is one of the areas where there's, there's a two-minute drill to help you to, to get in sync with the, the energy of, of the person that you're speaking to. Well, moving on, uh, the, what does the L stand for? L stands for, well, it stands for the language of leadership. In any persuasive conversation, which the new elevator pitch is a persuasive conversation, any persuasive conversation is about changing the status quo in some way, whether it's to bring a new business to life or to decide what movie we're going to go see on Friday night. There is some sort of change that is at the centerpiece. And so in order to understand how to create that change and how to create that persuasion, you have to understand the language of leadership. And it's been my experience that when you choose the words that help you most, you have the best possible chance of creating the outcomes that you want. And so I, I show in, in this chapter how, how to really tap into the language of leadership and, and influence others. Right. And you also mentioned that uh, to get your uh, message across, uh, you give them ideas about not to alienate your listeners, but to connect with your listeners. And I think that's so important. Uh, in any communication situation. So, um, moving on, the uh, the A. Tell us, yeah. tell uh, the listeners about the A. What does that stand for? A stands for authenticity. A stands mm-hmm. for authenticity because if it feels like you're pitching, you're making a mistake. If you feel like you have to be someone you're not, 
in order to be persuasive or to convey a story about you, you're, you're doing it wrong. Authenticity means being true to yourself and understanding your story in new and more meaningful ways. And that, that ties right in with the next chapter, which is relevance, R. The R stands for relevance. And that means that you've got to make sure that your message is right now. I mean, it's, it, it can be a fantastic source of pride and accomplishment that you work for a family-owned business that's in its third generation. But that's not significant until you make it relevant to your listener. What does that mean that you can do for me right now? So relevance is, is very important. And I talk about how you can get down to the core of your message and get down to that core relevance in a context that's, that's completely authentic. And then once authenticity and relevance have been achieved, uh, the I is for um, sort of a soft area, Marcia. It's, it's inspiration. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, you know, what, what is inspiration? I mean, it's one of those touchy-feely words, sort of like motivation, uh, that describes an emotional state. And, and emotional states are, are difficult to uh, reproduce and difficult for us to measure. And if we've got some folks that are quantify, you know, quantify, quantify, quantify people, as I am, you want to know what, what can you measure? How can you measure inspiration? Well, the way that you measure inspiration is by action. In other words, what do people do when you finish your message? And what is the action that you want to create? And so by, by getting clear on that, it provides some real tactical and practical advice around a concept which may sound, it may sound a little nebulous, but there's a formula for inspiration in the book. And then uh, moving to the, to the final two letters in clarity, uh, T stands for tact which, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got a great message, but you deliver it in a way that uh, is <laughs> repulsive. Right, <laughs> kind of, right. Kind of working, you're working against yourself. So I thought that it was important to talk about tact and, and, uh, and tying the message in in a way that, that helps people to really, really connect with it. It, make it makes it easy to, to digest. Well, you know, before we move to the last one, the, the why, um, in your chapter about tactfulness, um, there's a great quote from Vince Lombardi, and he talks about how important timing is. Your timing's important, your perspective is important, your words are important. Is that correct? Absolutely true. I mean, it was Isaac Newton that said, tact is the art of making a point without making an enemy. Mm. You know, it could easily be said that the story of every success is all in the timing. And you have to understand how to ask the right question and how to present the right idea at the right time. I mean, if you've got the right idea but you present it at the wrong time, you're not going to get the answer that you're looking for. And I'll give you a perfect example of the right idea, but if you present it at the wrong time, you are not going to get the answer that you're looking for. Here it is. You ready? Ready. Go. Will you marry me? <laughs> Think about it. I mean, you ask, you ask that question before the time is right, you're not going to be happy with the answer. But if you've done your homework and, and you've earned the right to ask that question, you've earned the right to put that idea down, it can be a, it can be a very joyous occasion indeed. But if, if the timing is not right, and that's why tact is, is so important, because you want to know not just what to say and how to say it, but, but when when to say it. Timing is, is so much, uh, so important in that. 
And the other thing of that chapter that I picked up on is a lot of times our nervousness stops us from doing what is, you know, doing the right, uh, doing it right at the right time, saying the right words. And you talked about to stop uh, some fear fighters. Can you give an example of that, how to help people get control of their fear? Yes. Fear in public speaking, you know, it's no secret that the fear of public speaking is the greatest natural fear that humans have. And so in order to help people in conveying their messages, I wanted to talk about that fear that we all have. And, and by the way, Marsha, I have it too. It's, it's only natural. But overcoming fear or coping with fear is really a question of focus. And that's something that I learned as I was working with uh, emergency medical technicians. These are folks who go in, they fight fires, they pull people out of burning buildings. In fact, the gent that I feature in the book, uh, his name is Kevin Molitor. He is uh, an EMT in the Chicagoland area, and up there he is also trained in scuba, which means he's diving into frozen rivers and lakes to save lives. And while we may feel like public speaking is worse than death, the fact of the matter is that these gents, the folks that I talk to, they face life and death situations on a daily basis. And, and in spite of those, those risks, they're able to act in some really powerful ways. So I asked Kevin, as part of my research for the book, I said, how, how do you do it? And he said that overcoming fear is a matter of focus, and I have to get to the place where the person who I'm going in to save is more important than my fear. And at that point, can you give a, a quick what the, the Y stands for? Because we'll be taking a break in about 30 seconds or so. 30 so seconds. What, I, can do yes. it in, I can do it in less than 30 seconds. You're right. Okay, why, go, go for final, it. The final point in clarity is why, and the Y stands for yes, which is where you want to go with every persuasive conversation. You want to make it easy for someone to say yes. And if you're in sales or if you're in any situation where you want to persuade and influence, you've got to make it easy for your listener to say yes. And i show you how to do that in the seventh chapter of the book. Well, great. So um, we went through clarity, and I think that is really helpful to our listeners. It's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. When we return, Chris will tell you about the one, one tidbit, one keeper that you can take with you and how you can get this fantastic book. So stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. 
There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Well, this is Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and I'm with Chris Westfall, the author of The New Elevator Pitch. And Chris, um, what is the one takeaway that you want the listeners to have about this new elevator pitch? Well, I'm on a mission to help people create a new message, a message that fits for the digital age, because I believe that the elevator platform has been replaced with the social platform. Our messages start online, and that's simply a fact of the world that we live in. And so the new elevator pitch is really about creating a message that that works online, in person, whether you tweet it or tell it, to create a message of of influence. And I'm, I'm on a mission to help people stop pitching and stop delivering outdated sales strategies and tactics that just don't fit for the way that we communicate today. I believe that every listener on this call deserves to understand how to create that, that new message, that new story, that new personal brand that's more powerful, more compelling, and that makes your listener, your audience, say, tell me more. So I've created a number of resources. We've talked about one of them here today. We've talked about the new elevator pitch, and that's my book. You can find it online at um, thenewelevatorpitch.com. You can also find it on Amazon. It's available through all the, the major online channels and that sort of thing. But I've got a few other resources that I want to share. First of all, my website, my web address is westfallonline.com. And my last name, Westfall, it's like the direction in the season, Westfall online.com. You can also find my YouTube channel. And my YouTube channel has over 500 subscribers. And I'm, I believe I'm north of 650,000 video views right now as we record this. So you can check that out at youtube.com forward slash Westfall online. And finally, if you struggle with nerves, if you struggle with remembering what it is that you want to say when the stakes are high, if you'd like to know how to eliminate the ums and uhs in your presentation, I've created a free download for you, for everyone on this call, everyone who's listening to this uh, recording, excuse me. You can download Presentation Power. It's my best tips for your presentation, and here's the URL. It's bit.ly forward slash presentation power. bit.ly forward slash presentation power. It's a one-hour MP3 file. It's free to all the listeners, and you can download it, listen to it on your favorite MP3 player, and I believe it will make a real difference for you. It's my best tips for giving your best presentation ever. 
Well, thank you so much, Chris, not only for your great um, uh, ideas about the new elevator uh, pitch, but also for all the resources you give to the listeners. So thank you again. And now it's time for Marcia's Musings. What's happening out there? Listeners, uh, this is a key question for you. Is your leadership sinking your business? It wasn't the iceberg that brought the Titanic down. Rather, it was the poor leadership that believed the ship was unsinkable. Here are three of those lessons for leaders navigating through the icy waters of change. Lesson number one, pay attention. The signs are there. The Titanic received six warnings of ice on the day of the collision. They were all ignored by the wireless operator who was preoccupied with transmitting passenger messages and by the crew who were focused on breaking the speed record. Listeners, here's your first Titanic question. What are some of those signs in your business that say potential trouble ahead? Are your sales up but profits going nowhere? Is there more absenteeism than usual and it's not even flu season? Or your best customer doesn't seem to be as enthused. Are you dealing with them? Are you ignoring them? Here's the second lesson from the Titanic. Little things can turn into big things. The iceberg that the Titanic struck was not very big. It didn't even come up as high as the bridge of the ship. And the hole in the boat was actually quite small. Six cuts measuring a little over three square feet. It was small, but it led to big things. So here's your second Titanic question. What are the little things that chip away at employee morale that lessens their productivity? What are the little things that chip away at your customer's experience that drives them away? And what are the little things that cost very little? that increase both employee and customer loyalty. And now to the third lesson from the Titanic. Look below the surface. That's where trouble lies. Only about 10% of an iceberg's mass is above water, while the other 90% below, hence the phrase, the tip of the iceberg. What the captain didn't see was the huge problem below. And you know the outcome. Your final Titanic question. Think of a situation you're facing right now. What seems clear to you? In other words, what's above the waterline? And most importantly, what can't you see? What's hiding out of sight that can cause you great problems? What can you do right now to get a better view of the situation? Here's a smart moves tip. Many fast-moving companies give little thought to what the warning signs might be. Some of the best spotters of a potential disaster are your frontline people. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, said, quote, Stay close to your employees. They really know what's going on out there. How close are you to your employees? Do you really know what's going on in your business, your firm, or agency? As an executive business coach, I can help you discover potential disasters and deal with them swiftly by speaking with your customers and your employees. 
Find out more about our Ear to Hear program by contacting me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. When you do, I'll send you 60 ways to build a profitable business. Now, next week's program, it's on innovative leadership. Have you experienced unexpected challenges in your company? Do you find that even the best plans do not pan out the way you want them to? In today's fast-paced and ever-changing business environment, our guest, Dr. Pat Williams, says successful leaders cannot just be good at what they do or only use what they know that will only take them so far. To get that competitive edge, business leaders must do two things well. First, distinguish what's essential from what's not. And second, they must be innovative to do new things and to do things in new ways. Tune in to hear Dr. Pat, as he's called by his colleagues and clients, Wednesday, May 29th at 11 p.m. Pacific. So, here's our last smart moves tip. Realize there are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and then those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen now. Call me for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 a.m. Pacific, for The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Thank you. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.